A man cannot be too careful with his choice of enemies. Oscar Wilde Okay, picture this. Somebody points out an elephant in your living room, and this is the first time you've seen it. So you're standing there wondering how in the world an elephant got in your living room, and it hits you. He must have been there all along. Today, I saw an elephant in my life, and it was an epiphany. I mean, I've always chased the all-American dream. You know, a husband, kids, stuff like that. But the harder I tried, the further it slipped away from me. And for me, there never was a plan B. If it hadn't been for Kachu, I don't know what I would have done. Kachu gives me the only hug I get at the end of a bad day. The only loving smile, the only gentle caress. Can you blame me for being grateful? For accepting comfort from another woman when every man on the planet seems to have orders to screw me over? And she never asks for anything. She never makes demands. She never questions or criticizes me. She's just there for me. Always. I spent my entire life looking for a man like that. But I found a woman instead. So, must be love, right? And when you're in love, you're supposed to do something about it, right? Only, I could never quite bring myself to take that last, big, final step. And then I saw the elephant. Rachel? My car won't start. Where are your car keys? Rachel? Rachel? Maybe they're in your purse. Oh, your purse is heavy. What are you hiding here, Rachel? A gun? Hey! You should be more careful, Chuck. You never know when a firearm might be primed. You always carry a gun? You always go through my purse? Uh, no. No, I was looking for your keys. They're on the kitchen counter. Uh-huh. Thanks. Chuck, next time, ask. Sure. Sorry. And then she goes, Well, I don't see how you can be associated with someone of such questionable character. What's her name again? Rachel. Rachel Hampton. Never heard of her. I know! And I was like, who do you think you are, you know? I mean, it was like having lunch with Hitler's sister or something. But I'll tell you what. It made me realize nothing's going to come between us, Ketchu. I mean, nothing's going to change the way I feel about you. Not Rachel, not my mother, not even David. Good. I feel stupid even talking about it, but I think I've been so afraid of losing your friendship, I've been trying to talk myself into doing something I know I can't do. Do you want some bread? No, thanks. You're always so patient with me, Ketchu. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I know you've been waiting for me to make up my mind about all this. What's the matter? Aren't you hungry? No, I just thought I was. Gosh, isn't this great? I just feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off my shoulders. Oh, yeah. Okay, so first thing tomorrow, I'm going to call around and try to find us somewhere else to stay. You know, get us out of this one-room matchbox. Being on top of each other just makes everything, well complicated. I mean, I can afford it now, what with my new job and all. Doesn't that sound good to you? 
Uh, yeah, this just keeps getting better and better. Mmm, smell that. I think the bread's ready. Are you sure you don't want some? Francine, listen. I don't want you to feel like you're under any pressure about this, you know? Don't rush into a decision, okay? I mean, I want you to be happy. Oh, I know! And the minute I realized I was trying to be someone I'm not, it was like I woke up from some kind of bad dream or something. Okay, bread. A bad dream? Last call for garlic bread. Oh, rats. I think I burned it. Okay, last call for garlic toast. All this time? Everything that we've been through together, and it's all just a bad dream to you? Oh no, I didn't mean- That's what you said! Kachu, I didn't say that! No, but that's what you mean. The fact is, I dream of you, and you have nightmares about me. That's not true! Please don't say stuff like that! Don't even think that! Catch you? Hey, come on, it's me, Francine! I love you! Catch you? Kachu writes the most beautiful, I don't know what you call it, but it's beautiful. Not poetry. I mean, you'd never know it to hear the way she talks sometimes. But then there are times she can't talk at all. When we were in school, Kachu used to sneak into my room late at night. She'd smell of liquor, and her body was all beat up. She wouldn't say a word. I'd just hold her until she stopped shaking. When she slept, her frown disappeared. I always wished I could talk to her at that moment because I think she would have told me what she was going through and what she sees when she looks like this. I don't think it's ever possible to know exactly what somebody else is going through. When I first met Kachu, her eyes didn't look like this. So tired. So sad. She acts so tough all the time, and she is. I don't know anybody with her willpower, which is scary because to me, that just goes to show you how much she has to use it. You know, the strongest part is the most active part. I guess I think, you know, who am I to judge? I know I'm all screwed up. Everybody's screwed up. But maybe that's why I love Catch You so much. She keeps trying, you know? A lot of people just give up or go with the flow. Catch you? She keeps trying. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> Catch you? Well, look at me. Is there anything I haven't screwed up? I'm an alcoholic painter with no job. Recovering alcoholic? No money. Switzerland. No friends. You have me! Besides you. David. No friends. No cat. Hold it! What is the deal with David, huh? You guys had a fight, right? What was that all about? I was defending your honor. I'm serious. We both wanted to see other women. Catch you! Alright. Alright. I kicked him out. Kicked him out? Broke it off. Something... Uh, whatever. Why? Because... I realized we were never really friends to begin with. That's why. Because the last thing I want is for some guy to come along and try to worm his way into my life. I told him that the day I met him. But he just kept coming around. Reading that asinine poetry of his. Oh, God forbid some nice guy wants to be with you. That's not what I mean. Did you know he was a Christian? No. I didn't either, until yesterday. Makes sense, though, doesn't it? 
when you think about it. What do you mean? I mean, the way he acts. He's just so... decent. Don't you think that's the kind of thing friends should tell each other? He told you. Finally, a whole year later. You don't like Christians? My family's Methodist. Well, except for Uncle Maury, but that's a long story. No, I don't care. The point is he didn't think enough to tell me. Oh. Besides, he was really starting to creep me out. He knew all these weird little things about me. Private things. But I didn't know anything about him. He never told me anything. Maybe he was just more interested in you than him. I wish I could find a guy like that. You don't understand. Gachu, I'm sorry, but so far you've just described a guy half the women in America are looking for. They can have him. I'll take him. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think he's cute. Of course, I'd have to make some changes. Get him out of those 60s John Lennon look, more into an Eddie Bauer thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you know, just clean his act up a little bit. And he'll tell me everything, by God, or I'll make his life a living hell. I don't care how hard it is to talk about it. Talk about what? Oh, you know. Obviously, he had a traumatic childhood. He has all the signs. I wouldn't be surprised if he was an abused child. But hey, you already know that, don't you? I mean, you were the one he was trying to open up to, for crying out loud. You know how deep some things are, and it's just impossible to get them out? It all gets jumbled up inside. Love, hate, nightmares, dreams. Then you meet somebody you think will understand. But you don't know what to say. Then you're afraid. Oh, God. I thought you saw that. No. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's what it looks like to me. I think you probably have more in common with David than you think. I have to find him. Just call him. I doubt he's out on a date. No, he's gone. Moved out. Disappeared. I've been looking everywhere for him. No, Kachu. I only know one more place to look. It's a matter of convenience, Darcy. Times are changing. You know that the fat days of campaign control are over. Everybody and their mother's watching it. I'm not pulling out of Washington, Sal. I've spent too long setting everything up. Give me a couple of months. Let me see what I can get on ahead of it. I'll be honest with you, Darcy. You're making us nervous. The whole Chalmers thing was embarrassing. I covered for you once, but now you got this Hinneman thing going? Everybody's holding their breath, and you pull your duck out? Something important came up. I needed her elsewhere. You got something more important than run the country? It's only temporary. I'll pull her back in. She works fast. I thought the whole idea of them people was to blend in from the fringe so the target never sees it coming. You yank her in and out of these setups and somebody's going to make the connection. Are you telling me how to run my business, Sal? I'm telling you to be careful, Darcy. That's all. Be careful. You're already under federal investigation. You got everything on the line. Don't screw up company business with personal problems. I gotta go back and tell him you know what you're doing. That you didn't pull your duck out. She just went on a business trip. A very short business trip. I have to tell them that, Darcy. Otherwise, you got no future. Sal, we've known each other for a long time. That's why I'm here. But you screw up in Washington, and there's nowhere you can hide. Do we understand each other? What's your name? Cindy, sir. Don't you have an American car, Cindy? 
No, sir. Eh, that's a trouble with America today. We keep giving our money to the Europeans. Yes, sir. There's nothing wrong with Lincoln. No, sir. Kim. Kim. Get Veronica on the phone. Yes, ma'am. It will take a minute to bounce the call. I'll wait. Oh, and Kim? Yes, Mrs. Parker? Next time, pick him up in a Lincoln. A red one. With white walls. Yes, ma'am. The briefs due Tuesday, Freddy. Come on up and let me get you what I've done so far. <coughs> okay. <sighs> Come on, old man. One more floor. <coughs> Yours. <sighs> well, aren't you gonna open the door? Wait a minute. Let me get my head together. Oh, uh... Trouble in paradise? Lately, Rachel's been acting kind of... strange. Scary. Huh. In what way? This morning, I found a gun in her purse. A gun? Yeah. And she has this weird thing about Francine. I can't figure it out, but we had lunch with her yesterday, and Rachel just ripped into her about living with a roommate who could chew. Hey, my kind of girl. I don't know, man. You should have been there. She was cold. It was disturbing. <laughs> I'm telling you, Chuck. That's how nature works. The more beautiful the creature, the more deadly. All women are vipers, man. They're evil, backstabbing, poison-dripping, perfumed vipers. They use us to get houses and babies, and then they take out a huge life insurance policy on you and nag you to an early grave. Think black widows, Chuck. Black widows! Dude, what are you so bitter about? You don't sound like a guy who just got married. Oh, well, Casey's different. Uh-huh. Look, I'm just telling you, as your best friend, watch your back, okay? Watch your back. Thanks for the pep talk. Hey, there's my girl. Hi. Sweetheart, you remember Freddie, don't you? Oh, yes. The married man who owns Francine's bikini. <coughs> uh, well, wait here, Freddie. I'll get that brief. So, how's it going, Rachel? Fine. Good. Good. You and Chuck getting along? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, I really hate to bring this up, but I thought you should know. Chuck's been keeping a few secrets from you, and, well... I know how much this upset you, but, uh, I thought you should know. You know, remembering what you said last time and all, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say here is I'm here for you if you ever need someone to talk to. Freddy, I'd love to. I really would, but I don't think I could keep from biting. Here, Rachel. The cell phone in your purse was ringing. I thought you'd want to answer it. Oh. Uh. Here you go. She's all yours. <laughs> you can keep her. Huh? Uh, nothing, ma'am. Thanks. Hello? This is, this is what yes. Yes, ma'am. Would you repeat that, please? But I'm so close. One day is all I need. 
No, Veronica, I need you back in Washington, right? Just walk away and be back on the job in the morning. Right this way, Mr. Quinn. It's okay. We've had a change in planning. Number nine. Okay, there's this elephant in your life, so you convince your best friend to go to him because he belongs to her. Mm-hmm. Okay, you Just, gotta be really nice to him when you see him. Don't yeah, don't be like you are usually. Okay. okay. Thank you, Francine. I'm gonna miss you too. It's gonna be okay. And even though you don't always see him, you know he's always there, reminding her of her past throwing shadows in your way. So she walks away, and they close the door, and it's all you can do to keep from running up and beating it back open with your fists. Because you know the elephant is dead. But she has to see for herself, because as long as you've known her, your best friend has been a little girl walking through a graveyard. And now all you can do is wait for her to come out on the other side. Thanks for the workout, Freddie. I'll see you at the breakfast meeting in the morning. Yeah, later. Man, I don't know about Freddie and Casey. I give them maybe a year. Max. We should have them over sometime. <sighs> you could make your famous lasagna. Whoa. I've never seen that look before. Rachel? Hey, I wasn't knocking your lasagna, honey. I love your lasagna. You know that. What are you doing? Are you going somewhere? Rachel, what's going on here? Would you talk to me, please? What did I do? What did I say? Oh, wait. Who was that on the phone? Oh, God. That was Maria, wasn't it? Listen, uh, I can explain. It was right after that night you called me a wimp. She and I were working late on the oil spill case, and she made some comment about how good I looked since I started working out, and... And that wasn't Maria, was it? Look, I think I deserve some sort of explanation here. You don't get up and walk out on people without an explanation. This is insane. I don't believe this. You're just walking out. The last four months meant nothing? Rachel! Touch me again, and I swear I will kill you. You should be grateful. I've given you an incredible gift. Someday, you're going to lie next to your snoring wife and think about me. You'll stare at her back and try to remember every inch of me. And I'll always hate you because you can. Rachel! You have no idea how lucky you are. Uh, Rachel? Hey, Rachel, wait up! Uh, going somewhere? Go away. You guys have a fight. Listen, I hope you didn't get the wrong impression of me back there. I wasn't coming on to you or anything. It's just, I know Chuck can be a jerk sometimes. Did he tell you about Maria? 
Listen, if you need a shoulder to cry on... Drop dead! Okay, you want to cool off first? I understand. Look, call me at the office next week. We'll have lunch. My treat. You're a beautiful person, Rachel. You don't deserve this. Screw you! <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> it that was a joke. So are we on for lunch then? What? Whoa! Rachel! Rachel! Same to you, you witch! Rachel. Forget her, man. She's a goner. I tried to stop her for you. She, she just walked out, Freddy. One minute she's sitting on the couch talking on the phone. The next... Women are like minefields, man. You never know what's gonna set them off. Whoa. What happened to you? You see, uh, I fell. Now what do I do? Uh, don't worry, Chuck. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. Come on. Listen, you still have Maria's phone number? I knew it! I could smell those donuts on the seventh floor. Good morning, Francine. Good morning. Mm, I love these donuts. Did you hear the news? What? Rachel's gone. Gone? She didn't come to work this morning, and the word is she's not coming back. Olivia is furious. That's kind of weird. I know. First they move her in, then they move her out. They? Our parent company, Packager. They sent Rachel here about four months ago and told Olivia to fit her in. She did good, too, considering she had no experience. You want a donut? No. Uh, no thanks. I'll take that one. Here you go, little brother. Hollywood. What do you think? I don't know, Ralphie. I think maybe I should go back to the hotel and call Marilyn. Will you forget about Marilyn already? You haven't stopped talking about her since we left New Jersey. Well, she misses me. Look, we got one night to ourselves here. One night of freedom before we go back to fixing toilets in Hoboken. Do you want to spend it in the hotel room drinking milk? Or do you want to live a little, huh? This is the opportunity of a lifetime, Norton. Nobody knows we're a couple of plumbers here. For once, we can be somebody. They got girls in this town who'll do anything to get into movies. All we gotta do is act like a couple of movie producers, and we're on Easy Street. Do you hear what I'm saying to you, Norton? Do you see the possibilities? Oh no, Ralphie. Marilyn says a girl look, likes a guy that's, you know, honest with her and stuff. You see what I got to work with here, Ma? I got nothing to work with. Nothing to work with. what I say? Come on, smart guy. Into this pink mink joint. Let me show you what I'm talking about. the jacket. Marilyn gave me this jacket. I'm gonna give you a collar to go with that frickin' leash she got you on. Look, see? Nothing but women just waiting for the right guy to come along. It's 1989 for crying out loud. Shut up and live the dream! 
Hey, sweetheart, how about a couple brewskis over here? And none of that pansy diet water, eh? Budweiser's. What'd I tell you, huh? All the lookers live in L.A., and every one of them is desperate to be a star. Act like a big shot, and you're in good. I don't know, Ralphie. I got a funny feeling about this place. Yeah, me too. It's called Hormones, little brother. Hormones! Hey, anybody tell you you look like Annette Funicello? No. I'm not on their first beer. <laughs> Did you hear that? Not on the first beer, she says. <laughs> That's a good one. I can tell you're not your basic dumb blonde type. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk shop. After spending all day running a movie studio, it's just a habit. You know how it is. I'm always on lookout for a new face. You know, the next big star. That's a lot of shots. Uh, look, lady, I know it's none of my business, but don't you think you've had enough? Am I still breathing? Barely. Barkeep! Right, whatever. Like I care. Go ahead, die of alcohol poisoning. Doesn't make any difference to me. Hey, lady. Why do you want to treat yourself like this, huh? A pretty girl like you... Oh, jeez, you know that's gotta hurt. Hey! We got a man down here! Call an ambulance! Don't just stand there! Call 911! Hey! I could use a little help here! I'd put her down, mister. What's the matter with you people? Can't you see she needs a doctor? I'd leave her alone if I were you. Are you nuts? What's the... Let her go. Get up. Come on. How romantic. What the hell happened here? I told you to leave her alone. She's a Parker girl. A Parker girl? What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means don't touch or else you mysteriously disappear. Never to be seen or heard from again. Come on, Ralphie. Let's try a different club. No. I, I just want to go back to the hotel. It's a strange world we live in, Norton. When we get back home, I think I'll ask Marilyn to marry me. She's a fine girl, Norton. I know. I know. Poor Lise. And Oscar's bagels is closed. I'll need to see some form of identification. Okay. You know, this is about to expire. Really? Oh, yeah, right. Thanks. How long you had this? The picture looks old. You got a room or not? Checkout's at noon. I can't wait. I note, Robert Henneman, the popular senator from New Jersey, has raised a few eyebrows today at an impromptu press conference when he announced he is engaged to be married. <sighs> the senator, who was voted one of people's 50 most beautiful people this year, told the reporters he proposed to his girlfriend Beverly Pace last night when she returned after a four-month separation. Senator Henneman is considered by many to be the leading Republican candidate for the next presidential election, until the untimely death of his wife Barbara in a tragic automobile accident last October. Now, with the beautiful Miss Pace at his side, the senator might once again find himself walking down the aisle, all the way to the White House. Insiders say we could be witnessing the dawn of a new Camelot. Rachel? That's our news for tonight. Hello? 
catch you. Oh my God, you won't believe what I just saw on TV. You're not watching the Food Network, are you? Uh, Rachel, I swear to God, I just saw Rachel on the 5 o'clock news. She's engaged to a senator. A senator? Oh, oh crap, I just spilled my soda. Francine, focus. Just calm down, okay? Tell me what you saw. It was Rachel, but they said she's, uh, uh, Beverly, um, Beverly Pace, and she just got engaged to the senator whose wife died last year in a car crash. God, I knew there was something weird about her. I thought Rachel was living with Chuck. Maybe this woman just looks like Rachel. No, it's her. They even say she was gone for four months, exactly how long she's been with Chuck, And today at work, they said she's quit. She left yesterday with no forwarding address or anything. Our parent company, Packard Year, put her there four months ago. Packard Year? Fuck! Fuck! Catch you? Catch you? Catch you? Catch you? Tell me what you know about Packard Year. Yours an anagram. Anagram? It's not important, okay? Look, the news doesn't come on here for another couple hours. I'll watch it and call you back, okay? What station are you watching? ABC. Okay, I'll call you back tonight, okay? Okay, I love you. I love you too. Anagram. Um... Packard, yeah. Card, yeah, no. Perry, no. Dark, pace, <laughs> no. Darcy, Parker, oh my god. The saying goes, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, duh. How about something a little more useful? Like, live with power long enough, and you get careless. It's like a drug. Do it long enough, and you forget it's illegal. And that's when you get caught. Darcy Parker is probably the richest woman in America. She's also the wickedest woman I ever met. Trust me, I don't say that lightly. I used to live in Hollywood. I thought I'd left all this behind me. Darcy, her stucco mansion in Beverly Hills, the pink flamingo, the sun, and the sex of the tragic rich. I thought I could run away and hide among the sheep of suburbia, that ocean of clones with its media mentality and Docker's uniform. I swear, it was like being in a long episode of The Prisoner. If it hadn't been for Francine, I would have cracked up a long time ago, burned all those brick Georgians to the ground, and nuked the SUVs, mowed down the microbreweries. (sighs) Francine? God, I wish that would work out. If we only had more time. But Darcy found me. I guess I always knew she would. And like a nightmare, I knew she'd never leave me alone again. Nobody walks away from Darcy Parker and lives happily ever after. Nobody I've heard of anyway. And well, I should know. At one time, oh god, I can't believe I'm saying this. Once upon a time, not so long ago, I was Darcy Parker's lover and close confidant.
quit looking at me like that. The point is, she found me. I should have known something was up when this guy walked into my life and wouldn't leave. I mean, no amount of abuse or indifference turned him off. He just clung to me like a child with those big, soapy eyes that watched me like a forbidden landscape. And when I found out he was Darcy's brother, I could have shot him. I knew no man could really be like that. Not unless he's hunting, or he's a duck. Duck means deep underground capability. That's what Parker girls do. They infiltrate the target's life from the most unexpected, untraceable angle. Then they either strike or control the target. Usually it's an influential public figure, like a senator positioning himself to run for president. I have to watch the news tonight and see if I recognize Rachel. Francine doesn't know about ducks, but she brought up another possibility that leaves me cold. Maybe David is for real? He won't talk about his life because it's too ugly to look at? Maybe he's so badly abused he's an emotional cripple. That hit a little too close to home for me. There are basically two types of abuse victims in this life. Those in recovery and those who aren't. If David needs help, I can't turn my back on him. I just can't. So, the million-dollar question is, who is David? Is he a cry in the dark? Or just very good at his job? Either way, I'm here for him. Because depending on what I find out, I plan to either save David or kill him. When Darcy updated her security surveillance for this place, I was in charge of the contracting. I made sure there were enough blind spots to allow me to move in and out of the property without being detected. Darcy never knew. Careless. I feel funny in these clothes. You look good, Narmani. You always have. I look like a gigolo. I can't have my own brother walking around looking like a delivery boy now, can I? What would the servants think? Darcy, you don't care what the servants think. You're right. But you still look nice. Can we talk about Kachu now? I'd rather talk about you. When are you coming into the family business with me? Darcy, you use sex to manipulate and destroy people. What kind of business is that? The lucrative kind. Where do you think the new money comes from this world, dear boy? Charity? What you're doing is wrong. What I'm doing allows you to walk around the garden discussing philosophy. You know, little brother, you were a lot more fun before you found religion. Darcy, about Kachu... I heard you gave a reading of your poetry at school. Why didn't you invite me? I don't think you'd be interested. Why wouldn't I be interested? You're all the family I have. I would have come. I'm sorry. Everything I have is yours, David. You know that. All I ask in return is that you let me be a part of your life. I could do so much for you, David, if you let me. All I want is for you to give me your blessing with Kachu. I can't do that. Why not? Because I'm not finished with her yet. I love her, Darcy. Get over it. I think she could love me too, but we need to be able to talk to each other. I went to all that trouble to sit you next to Mira Servino last night, 
And you didn't even say two words to her. Not very polite. I'm not interested in anybody but Kachu, Darcy. Why can't you understand that? I love her. You love an illusion, David. You don't know her like I do. We've all made mistakes. <laughs> no, Katina didn't make mistakes. That's what makes her so brilliant. You're not going to help us. David, be reasonable. You could have your pick of any of the other girls I have. Those aren't toys we're talking about, Darcy. They're human beings. It's funny. You sound more like father every day. Fine. Laugh at me. I don't care. But I'm going back to Kachu and tell her everything. And maybe, just maybe, if I'm really lucky, she'll give me one more chance to show her how much I really love her. That's enough. I'm tired of this outlandish fantasy. Katina Chuvansky is not a little lost lamb who's lost her way. Maybe you think you're in love, but I guarantee you she is not. She's a lesbian, David, a cold-blooded, murdering lesbian who specializes in things you can't even imagine. Okay, fine. Forget me. I won't go near her. Just let her go and... And I'll come into the business you with you. no idea what you're asking me. Darcy, please. I'm begging no! you. No! Back off. I'm too far away to hear what they're talking about. But David and Darcy's little stroll suddenly turns sour. Darcy stomps into the house, screaming at the top of her lungs, with David barking at her heels like Mrs. Peter's little yip-yip dog. He probably wants to borrow the helicopter for a hot date. I watch them disappear behind the windows and try to decide whether to move in closer or go back to the hotel. The news comes on in 20 minutes and I really want to see this Rachel Francine is freaking over. I can still hear them yelling in the house. It's tempting. But I opt to leave. Now that I know where David is, I need time to think, plan the next move. It's important to keep the element of surprise. I will not be pushed, filed, stamped, indexed, briefed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. Pink, pink, 
Listening to the Strangers in Paradise Book 5 Immortal Enemies Omnibus Part 1. Adapted by Thomas DJ. Produced by Thomas DJ and Chris Honeywell. Sound designed by Chris Honeywell. Music provided by Jim Moon and the Eldritch Light Orchestra and Shane Ivers. Pink Mink was written by Martha Kelch and Barbara Johnston and performed by the Peachy Nichis. Nicole Tomty was Francine. Vanessa Van Zare was Kachu. Anna Crawford was Darcy. James Hickson was Sal, Casey Boudinot was Kim, and Kira Hendricks was Cindy. Chris Tyler was Chuck, Brad Oxnam was Freddie, Pamela Jean Agalus was Rachel, Anna Crawford was Darcy, David Ellis was David, and Sarah Palmero was Tamby. Jean Hendricks was Ralph, James Hickson was Norton, Casey Boudinot was Clubgoer, Kira Hendricks was Haley March. This is a fan work produced with the cooperation of Mr. Moore, done solely out of love for the property. We have no claim to the rights or characters. Please read the original series and other works by Mr. Moore, available through abstractstudiocomics.com. Please contact us at 8twinfo at gmail.com and join the conversation in the 8TW Discord. You can find the invite at 8TW.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening, and good night.